Over 20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Welcome to the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities podcast. Today, I'd like to introduce you to our guest, Shauna Moses. Shauna is currently the Vice President of Public Affairs and Member Services at the New Jersey Association of Mental Health and Addiction Agencies, also known as NAJAMA, a trade association representing providers of mental health care, substance use treatment, and social services throughout the state. Shauna also serves on the board of directors of Attitudes in Reverse, known as AIR, a nonprofit whose mission is to save lives through mental health and suicide prevention education, as well as a program training school and school staff and their dogs to be therapy teams. Shauna is also AIR's director of communications, and she's a certified youth mental health first aider. Through her positions with both Najama and Air, Shauna has had numerous opinion editorial pieces and letters to editors published, as well as a chapter in Motherhood, Mental Illness, and Recovery, Stories of Hope. Welcome back, Shauna. So excited you. that you're here. Me too. Thanks. So Shauna was part of our launch team for our podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here today because Today's topic, I know, is so important to the both of us, and that's mental health. So I would love if you would be willing to share your journey on how you ended up working at Najama and how then you were able to be part of AIR's mission and all they stand for. Sure. Well, back in 2003, I lost a very close person in my life to suicide Uh, He had bipolar disorder, and it um, was a tragic, shocking loss. Shortly after that, I was diagnosed with depression. Learned that when tragedies happen, it alters your brain chemistry. Now that, well, the pain will never go away, but it's bearable after all these years. It's fascinating, the science basis of it. And anyway, so then um, several years later, actually about three years later after that tragedy, uh, just looking for a new job, just ready to move on. I was bored where I was. I always had writing jobs. And I, I found a job posting uh, at Najama. And and it clicked in me. I'm like, this is what I should be doing. I should try to help people who struggled like um, that person close to me had done. And, and I, how I had with suppression here and there over those years. And this was like a perfect match. I, I like have to get this job. And fortunately, it did work out. I can't believe that was more than 15 years ago already. And in 2000, 2012, I had a lot going on, uh, a lot of stress in my life, not much outside of work and dwelling on the losses in my life 
especially that tragedy. And uh, it all just built up and made me more depressed, more intensely, more frequently, and led to me having suicidal thoughts, which are thinking about, I didn't tell anybody. And um, did have an attempt, fortunately was not effective with that at all. And miraculously, I had a breakthrough. I said, I, what am I doing? I can't do this to my family. And so went back home and um, told my parents, I, I need to get into a psychiatric hospital. And they, and they did. They were very supportive and they still are. And um, that, that certainly makes a difference. Um, been on antidepressant medication since then. Can't imagine ever going off it. Um, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's just like any other medication for any other health issue. So later in 2012, like right near the end of the year, I, I learned about Attitudes in Reverse. Um, one of their board members was at a conference that Najama had. And she had a flyer with her spokes dog, Mickey, uh, on. And I'm a big dog fan, too. So and obviously, I'm interested in mental health. She just wanted me to share that flyer to promote their event, their annual walk event. I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, I also would like to feature your organization in our publication because that's one of the things I do at Najama. And about a month later, so that was December 2012, I met Trisha and Kurt Baker, co-founders of AIR, how they turned the tragedy of losing their son to suicide into this really amazingly impactful organization, which has grown in impact over the years. So rewinding back, one month later, January 2013, they asked me to be on their board. As I did say, I'm so impressed with your cause, I'll do anything I can. And they said, oh, well, we know you're right. So if you can be on our board and do our newsletter, I'm like, absolutely. So I've been doing that for, oh, wow, nine years already. <laughs> that went that went really fast. I also exhibited their events along with the team and their dogs. And um, it's it does me a world of good uh, to help even in an indirect way, both through my career and my volunteer work with AIR. And of course, the dogs and dogs are my life personally, too. So I can promote all that wonderful um, aspects of how to strengthen your mental health. That's great. Um you, there's a couple things that you said that I want to just kind of go back to and touch on, and maybe let's have a little bit of a discussion about. So one of the things you mentioned was medication and not knowing that you shouldn't go off it. Like people that need to be on it because mm -hmm. there's a chemical imbalance. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Tell, tell me about medication and and your experience of mm -hmm. what it's like to be on medication, what it's not like to be on medication. Sure. When I was originally diagnosed back in 2003, I was, well, I was resistant to going to therapy to begin with because, well, I lost someone I cared about deeply. Of course, I'm going to be sad. Didn't really embrace the therapy idea. And, but I did because my husband at the time, my family was saying, you need to be there more for your son. Not that I neglected him, but I was just not emotionally available, I guess is the way to put it. So, all right, for him, of course, for my son, I'm going to try therapy. And then the therapist recommended I try an antidepressant. And I resisted that too, but then tried it. And it worked out fine. Um, I was only on it for like six months or so. I, for some reason, I mean, this is so long ago, I don't remember exactly the context, but I thought I didn't need it anymore. I was functioning much better still not like a happy-go-lucky person, but that was never my personality anyway. But then when I had my crisis back in, you know, several years after that in 2012, went into that hospital, 
I did not resist the prescription at all. Uh, I was fortunate that the side effects were mild and not long lasting. It's different for everybody. You can try different medications. You can have horrible, horrible side effects. Um, you know, it could be a lot of trial and error, which medication works best for you. So I was, I was just really lucky with that. And I used to think, well, I guess back in 2003, I was thinking I shouldn't need medication to be functional and happy, uh, like to get to my normal level of happy. And someone close to me said, you're lucky of the option to have that medication and think of that, you know, the benefits of it. I'm like, you're absolutely right. So I came to embrace it. Well, now I've been on the medication for, oh gosh, about 10 years already. And I, I don't even think about ever going off it. Um, I would be scared. I mean, I still get depression every so often. Sometimes it's really pretty intense, but no suicidal thoughts anymore. Thank goodness. I usually sleep it off for a day. Maybe I might need a second day and then I'll gradually come back to my normal, happier self. Um, so even with the medication, with that happening, I, it just makes the idea of going off the medication a really scary thought for me. And as I'd say with attitudes in reverse, when I can go to the presentations with the students, I share my story, of course, is that um, our goal is to encourage people to open up if they're struggling and, and it does work that way. I talk about being on the medication and I say, it's just like high blood pressure and high cholesterol medication I'm also taking. No, no judgment or discrimination there. Someone has diabetes, they have medication or heart conditions or et cetera. I say, oh, you can't see my hands, but I'm like, they're on the same level. <laughs> and none of them, none should be any judgment, no discrimination, no fear. If you need it, you're, you're helping another organ in your body, your brain versus your heart or your stomach or whatever to function better. So you can feel better physically and mentally. I'm so happy that you're able to share your story and your struggle. And the fact that like, when you do have those down days, what, it, what you're experiencing, because I don't think people understand that you can still have these kind of episodes or down days while you're on the medication. But then on the opposite side, sometimes what happens is you could be on medication and you feel so great that you're like, I don't think I need medication anymore. And then people take themselves off of it, which is, mm. can, can be very detrimental, you know, it's really not a good idea. So I think the more people that um, have depression, anxiety, um, even OCD or any kind of mental health disorder who shares openly about it, the more people we can get talking about it, the more people can get help and the more people can be understanding and can be kind because people Mm -hmm. can be so unkind Mm -hmm. when it comes to mental health. I think that's part of one of my missions is wanting people to just be kind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a great segue with attitudes in reverse. Their name is specifically about eliminating that stigma and that discrimination, which all stems from not understanding. So that's why we educate. And the earlier we start educating, the better. Maybe we can prevent people from developing stigma to begin with. And we've had been able to literally reverse that attitude uh, for people who are far beyond elementary school years. Um, yeah, that, that understanding is so essential. 
So I think I remember in the beginning when AIR first started, they were more focused on high school kids. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and then um, they, I, um, I think maybe because their son was in high school at the time and their daughter, who was a couple, just a couple years younger, uh, 50% of mental health disorders develop between the ages of 14 and 24 or 25. That's the brain is still developing until 24 or 25. So a lot of things can happen biologically as well as in your life and different events that can happen. So the earlier we start educating, the better. So we're on middle school as well as high school, also college because they're nine to their twenties yet in most cases. And more recently, we developed a program program for elementary school students. Now, of course, we're not going to get into all of the mental illnesses and suicide risk with the younger students, but we talk about recognizing and identifying emotions and how to deal with them in a, in a productive way. And there's dogs involved in all of our programs for all ages, because that just helps them open up and um, creates that more, more of a comfort level with discussing what we're talking about. It's having a huge, huge impact. Dogs are amazing. Mm. I have a dog and I know that there are so many times that he got me through a very difficult difficult situations that I was going through and I couldn't mm. even imagine not having him through those times. So our, can we really say that? Yeah. <laughs> our, um, our fur babies, they're, they're <laughs> very important. Um, Absolutely. One of the things I know air does also is they have that display of in their shoes. Did I say mm -hmm. that right? Yes, that's correct. So maybe you could tell our listeners about that. Cause I know that seeing one of those displays is very impactful. Absolutely, yes. Um, Trisha, the co-founder of Eric, came up with this amazing idea. And it's all about building empathy and understanding. So if someone is not struggling mentally and they walk by these shoes and they see the statements on tags attached to the shoes, uh, they get an understanding of what's going through people's minds when they're struggling. Thoughts like, nobody loves me, I don't want to live. And then others that aren't so straightforward or blunt, like, um, no, not to think of an example. <laughs> like, uh, I wish I can think of more examples, but it's showing lack of confidence, lack of um, purpose in life, lack of meaning in their life. Everything's about a barrier. I just want to go away. Uh, nobody loves me. I'm such a burden. All those kinds of things. And the number of pairs of shoes for our display in New Jersey equals the number of 10 to 24 year olds who died by suicide within the most previous three year period. We get those statistics from the New Jersey Department of Children and Families. We've also worked with other states. Uh, for example, we went to my son's college out in Missouri a few years ago. They put their own exhibit together based on the numbers there. And same thing in Minnesota and Texas, California, other states that we've been at. And we also have, this is the more upbeat part of it, because we also want to boost our mental health uh, while we're building awareness, is we have a VIP in their shoes exhibit. And these include shoes of, um, some of them are celebrities, like people from the show Supernatural, who Trisha and her daughter had met at one of their conventions, and they ended up talking about mental health, suicide prevention. So a lot of the actors and the crew from the show have been supporting us for several years now. And they send their shoes or we get them when we exhibit their um, 
inventions uh, with inspiring thoughts. For example, Jared Padalecki, I think his is you're always enough, always keep fighting. That's one of his campaigns that he supported air through. Then there's also big names in the mental health field, Patrick Kennedy, um, Governor Cody, who through my connection, well, actually my boss's connections, we were able to get them to donate shoes and, and it's great to see. And we have other actors and actresses, some musicians, um, others who are prominent in the field. It's so, it's uplifting. So while the original exhibit might bring you down, you also have this other side of it and, you know, just building that empathy and a sense of hope in some cases. Yeah. So you said a key word while you were explaining all that, and that was purpose. Mm-hmm. And being that this podcast is all about passion, purpose, and possibilities. I think it's when people feel they don't have a purpose, they, they lose that mental capacity too. like, yes, there could be a chemical imbalance in some, mm-hmm. something um, health related that causes mm-hmm. somebody to have some kind of mental health disorder. But sometimes I think you can just be down because you're missing something in your life. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's maybe not knowing what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. So, so but true. I'm going to say this, everybody on this planet is here for some reason. And you just need to look in your heart and figure it out what it is that you love to do. Look at your values and what is it you stand for and mm-hmm. you will find your purpose. So I'm glad you, I'm mm-hmm. really glad you used that word. Air has an event coming up in May. And so we want to mm-hmm. just talk about that again, because um, I want to make sure people know about it so people sure. can come and attend. So just give mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Okay. On Saturday, May 21st from 9 a.m. to noon, we'll be at West Windsor Community Park. And we have um, vendors who, some of them are mental health care providers in the area. Some of them are vendors of dog products, whether it's food or toys or clothes. Uh, we have a 5K walk. We encourage people to come with their dogs as long as they get along with other dogs because there's usually quite a number of them there. It's a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we'll have nice weather. And um, it's part of Mental Health Awareness Month. So that is in May, or that is the whole month of May. And uh, what else? We have food. And uh, I don't remember if I said music. <laughs> we usually get local performers. And, and we also have some really heartfelt, emotional parts of this day as well. So it, it's a nice balance of fun, lighthearted, and, and some more deep, deep in your soul kind of a thing, a butterfly release where we're honoring uh, loved ones who were lost too soon, not necessarily by suicide, could be from any cause. And it's, it's just a really uh, heartwarming, beautiful ceremony. I've seen the butterfly release before, and it is a beautiful thing to, to witness. Tell our listeners, where can they find you? Where can they find Air? Okay, the- Air's website. Yeah, <laughs> it's ngo, And just clarify that stands for non-governmental organization because you might not be able to hear the letters clearly. So air.ngo. Uh, you can link to registration about the walk event and um, our programs for the different age groups, our other initiatives. We have educational resources on there as well. 
What about um, if somebody needed to get in touch with Najama? The- Our website, this is going to be hard to do verbally, but it's www.njamhaa.org. So that's New Jersey Association of Mental Health and Addiction Agencies. That's what that stands for. We have a directory of providers. You can search by county or city throughout the state. Uh, We have links to numerous resources about mental health, um, different types of mental health disorders, substance use, coping mechanisms, the whole gamut. We also highlight our advocacy initiatives, our impact. Uh, We try to encourage others to advocate as well. So there are resources on there to do that. Oh, and our events, which are, um, although our members are providers of the clinical services and social services, the training might be of interest to others as well. We have inspiring speakers, not always on clinical topics. So you might want to check out the event section of that. Okay. And I know that was a lot of information and I didn't Mm -hmm. expect all our listeners to be able to write it down. So you Mm -hmm. will be able to find all the links and all the information in our show notes to find out more about Najama and Air and Shauna and myself. Um, So Shauna, on this podcast, I like to ask my guests what I call the three P's. So (laughs) I'm going to ask you three questions regarding passion, purpose, and possibility, if that's okay. Sure. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) So the first one is, what is something you're passionate about that people might not know about you? Excuse me. I am a huge foodie. Actually, I'm surprised I'm relatively thin (laughs) considering how much I enjoy food. I find comfort in pretty much every kind of food, maybe not salads, but you know, it could be scrambled eggs. It could be lasagna, chocolate. Um, The one thing I look forward to are two things at the end of a work day. And a lot of them are stressful, very jam packed and exhausting is I want food. And I want to cuddle with my dog. <laughs> so <laughs> the food and dogs, I guess, are my biggest passions because they bring me so much comfort. Um, I remember a day when I was in a really bad mood. I don't even know if it was work related or not, just whatever. And I had dinner and I felt so much better. <laughs> and a hug from the dog. Well, then I'm at the next level of feeling good. So, <laughs> Food and dogs. You can't, can't beat that, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> what is... Your definition of purpose. Purpose is your reason to get up every day. It's your motivation. It's looking forward to contributing to your own mission in life and a grander purpose. I'm very fortunate that um, the whole mental health mission is integral to my career and my volunteer work. And even though both take up a lot of time, it, it doesn't always feel like work because I'm so passionate about it. If I was in that boring job I had 16 years ago, if I was still there, I would, I would not be feeling fulfilled. That's for sure. So I am very fortunate to have meaningful work and outside of work activities, um, projects to be involved in. Great. Um, is there a possibility, a dream or a vision you have that hasn't come to fruition yet? Well, you know, with COVID, I've been working at home. I guess it's been two years now. No, I'm in no rush to go into the office because I can take my breaks with my dog and all that. 
Um, what I would like to do is continue to work remotely with the organizations I'm involved in and be able to do that from Kansas because my son lives there. Um, I imagine at some point he'll get married and have grandkids. No pressure, though, Harrison, if you're watching this. Um, but even if he didn't, just to be closer to him, I miss him terribly. And I would love to continue the very fulfilling work I do and also be closer to him. Mm. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your perspective on mental health and your journey and sharing uh, what AIR stands for. Mm -hmm. And we can really learn a lot from organizations like AIR. And I hope that as time goes on, people will learn to not have that stigma for mental health and they'll keep the conversations going. Absolutely. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passionpurposeandpossibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candice Snyder at passionpurposeandpossibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.